In a world where uncertainty reigns supreme, where shadows of chaos dance at every turn, one truth emerges unyielding. Preparation is not a luxury, but a lifeline. Behold the Wellness Company, a beacon of readiness amidst the tempestuous seas of fate. Envision a sanctuary of tranquility, where the tumult of unforeseen medical crises finds no purchase. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit stands as a bastion of assurance, a fortress of resilience against the unseen foes of health. Within its sacred confines lie the tools of salvation. Ivermectin, to ward off the insidious whispers of disease. Emergency antibiotics, to quell the raging storms of infection. Antivirals, to vanquish the relentless tides of contagion and more. The Wellness Company Medical Emergency Kit is not merely a collection of supplies. It is the embodiment of preparedness itself. Crafted by the hands of esteemed healers led by luminaries such as Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. James Thorpe, Dr. Harvey Risch, and Dr. Drew Pinsky, this kit stands as the pinnacle of safety, the zenith of prevention. These truth-seeking doctors have forged a testament to vigilance, a testament to the unwavering pursuit of well-being. Embrace the certainty that comes from being armed against adversity. Embrace the Wellness Company, for in its embrace lies the promise of resilience, the promise of a brighter tomorrow amidst the chaos of today. Don't wait for the next crisis to strike. Visit twc.health forward slash strange planet and use promo code strange planet for an exclusive 10% discount. Prepare today and rest easy tomorrow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. On this episode, the inventor of the world's first cloud-based cryptocurrency reveals the secret of money and a world beyond Bitcoin and a world beyond government control over our income and our lives and what will happen if the state takes control over digital currencies. It's possible for us to have something called blockchain socialism. In fact, they're doing this in China right now. They've got a digital currency that every time you buy something, it actually records your GPS location. And it records what you bought and how much of it and where you, you, know, where you bought it, who, from. You know, this, this is the exact opposite of what we want. This podcast is brought to you by BrightBiz. If you own a business or you've dreamed of starting one, there's a helpful free guide with 36 business power tools proven to boost sales, increase income, simplify your life, and give you better results with less effort. Best of all, this business toolbox is yours absolutely free. And these are useful online tools that make doing almost anything a lot easier. Just visit freebusinesstoolbox.com to grab your copy. I know there are a lot of websites out there that offer you a special deal on something, but then they stick you in some recurring and annoying program. But relax, this isn't like that. There is no hidden thing to try. BrightBiz is giving away this guide free of charge as a means of putting your best foot forward. But all good things must come to an end, so don't wait. Grab your free guide today. Visit freebusinesstoolbox.com freebusinesstoolbox.com that's freebusinesstoolbox.com Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serres pursuing the truth wherever it leads 
exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs, here's Richard Serrett. Welcome to your Monday. Well, I spent most of the weekend cleaning up outside, yard waste and the like. Feels good to get dirt under my nails again. I'm debating whether I'll bother to till the vegetable garden this year. We have a huge garden in the back, and I'm asking myself, do I really have the time and energy? I think I had about 40 tomato plants last year, and I don't know, quite frankly, whether I can pull it off this year. Maybe I'll just scale back the operation, maybe two or three tomato plants, and fill the rest of the garden in with cedar chips or mulch to keep the weeds down. Here's the thing. When you eat what you grow, I don't know how you feel, but I just derive a tremendous sense of satisfaction. And the tomatoes, of course, are far more nutritious. And all the vegetables, I have squash and lettuce and carrots and beets and so forth, peppers. But I feel I feel like I'm the master of my own destiny. The harder you work, the more you, you, you harvest, right? And it's a lot like owning your own business, except the government, of course, steps in and takes their ever-increasing share. And much of what they do discourages hard work. What if we had a monetary system, however, outside of government control? Well, this is one of the promises of cryptocurrency, especially peer-to-peer, so it can't be regulated or controlled by the government. This has governments around the world, quite frankly, very worried uh, because such a digital currency would be hugely disruptive. It could mean the end of income tax. Therefore, you would reap 100% of your labor. That's the ultimate in freedom, folks. Of course, it could go the other way. The flip side of digital currency would be where the state controls the digital currency and they literally track every transaction you make. Total state control, a cashless society. So let's explore that, shall we? My guest is going to talk about his new digital currency called CloudCoin. Unlike Bitcoin and blockchain technology, CloudCoin doesn't require an account. It keeps no transaction records and the coins themselves have authenticity numbers. He'll explain how instead of having a centralized public ledger, all the money is actually in people's hands and nobody knows who has it. He's developed a cloud-based counterfeiting detection system called RADA, R-A-I-D-A, which checks the authenticity of cloud coins. Sean Worthington is a tenured faculty member in the computer science department of Butte College in Northern California and an expert in computer information systems. He's the author of, he's the author of the book Beyond Bitcoin, the future of digital currencies, and he's the creator of CloudCoin, the world's first cloud-based currency. Sean Worthington, welcome to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you? Very good. Thanks for having me. There are a lot of people out there listening, I'm guessing, like me, who know next to nothing about cryptocurrency. I've always been a late adapter, uh, truth be told. So give us a crash course. What is cryptocurrency? Well, you know, we've tried to have digital money for a lot of years. And in California, in fact, we had something called e-gold. And all of the people took their gold and they put it in a vault and they issued these digital certificates against it. And they ended up doing billions of dollars worth of trade on this e-gold. But then one day... A thief came in and just took all their gold and shut down the whole system. That thief happened to be the California state government. <laughs> but uh, their their system had no physical integrity. And so if you want to have a digital uh, currency, 
you have to make sure you've got a system that cannot be shut down by hackers or governments. You can't have any counterfeit going on. And uh, preferably, you don't want any losses. But Bitcoin was the first digital currency to solve this physical integrity problem. They created a database that's called the blockchain. And it tracks how much money you have. And so the purpose of a monetary system is to track how much value you put into the system so you can get the same value out of it later on. And Bitcoin was really the first currency to be able to do this. And they did it by having uh, a, a database in which you write to it and you can read from it, but you can never delete any transactions that have happened and you can't go back and change the transactions. And so what you get is this database that grows and grows and grows. Right now, the blockchain is 165 gigabytes long. And um, but it works. And so that is the basics of the blockchain and the cryptocurrency. Of course, we've created another currency called Cloudcoin, and it's not based on the uh, blockchain. It's based on a new technology called the RADA. And the RADA, instead of tracking every single transaction that ever happens, it is a counterfeit detection system. And basically all of the cloud coins are files, and they have a bunch of passwords in them. And if I've got this file, then I know all the passwords and I can show that I'm the owner because I can go up to the rate and show that I know all the passwords. And if you know the passwords, you can change them. And so what this allows us to do is create a monetary system in which if I want to buy something for you, I give you a cloud coin with all these passwords. You then check to make sure it's good. And at the same time, you change all the passwords and then only you know them. And that makes you the owner of the money. And so, uh, the RADA system, which I've developed, is much more efficient, it's much faster, and because you don't require any accounts, you don't have to sign up for anything or have any kind of blockchain uh, account, you don't need private keys or public keys, it is 100% private, where the cryptocurrencies are just pseudo-anonymous, and in fact, if somebody is able to find out your uh, private key, they can actually figure out how much money you have and all of the different purchases and transactions that you've had in the past. Obviously, the the monetary system we have now is fraught with problems because it essentially is a fiat currency. It's no longer printed by uh, the government. It's printed by what are essentially private central banks. It's created seemingly out of thin air, and it's immediately printed as debt. They they create it out of thin air, and then you know it's uh, loaned to banks, and there's interest and so forth. So that's a problem. But uh, once upon a time, the the Congress, according to the Constitution, had the right to to issue currency, um, which is you know obviously a more favorable idea. The idea is that though that that money used to be backed by something. It was backed by gold. Um, what's digital currency backed by? And so it turns out that money doesn't have to be backed by anything. It just has to be able to do its job. And so its job is to make sure and track and act as an information system or a database in which the people that do work can then prove to other people that they did work and get some money out. And so if I go out and create some kind of, I don't know, maybe I grow a crop and I'm a farmer 
and I, if I then sell that crop, I should get some money, which proves that I made that crop and sold that crop for that value. And then I should be able to go and buy stuff that's relatively, you know, valuable and uh, be able to get stuff out of that. Now, it just so happens that gold, by putting our money on gold, because the money is actually the data. And what we want is we want, uh, the value of the money is going to come from its integrity as data, and we can write the data on different storage mediums, including we can write it on gold coins, we can write it on silver coins, we can also write it on paper, we can write it on uh, hard drives. And uh, the gold system was good because when you wrote data on or on uh, gold coins, it was impossible or very difficult for somebody to counterfeit that. They would have to go out and dig up some gold and make some coins. That was very expensive. It was just cheaper to do some work some other way. Uh, and of course, now the system is with the Federal Reserve and the uh, the different governments. They basically created a way in which the banks, banking systems and the governments can hack this information system. They've got a deal where the government allows the banks to create money and the banks allow the government to borrow money. And it's just kind of like church and state. It's an evil thing. And they're siphoning off value. What should happen is that the price of everything should be going down as we become more efficient and we employ new technologies. But instead what happens is the price of everything goes up as they basically hack the system, adding more money, taking value from it, and using it for their purposes as opposed to allowing the people who deserve to have it, the people that did the work. And uh, it's, a, it's a big ripoff, as you say, but it doesn't necessarily depend on the material that it's made out of. So if I, if I invest in cryptocurrency, if I – if I buy a, a Bitcoin or I buy a cloud coin, do I get something physical, uh, you know, through the mail? Do I, do I have a bag full of Bitcoins or a, or a, a vault full of Bitcoins? Or is it, all, is it all just ones and zeros out there in the ether? And so you get data, and the data actually takes up space. And it's on these – in the case of Bitcoin, you've got these so-called miners – and they have the database on their computer. In fact, you want to also download this blockchain on your computer to be completely secure with it. And uh, like I said, it, it takes up space, but it is zeros and ones. And in fact, if you look at a dollar bill, uh, whether it's Canadian or U.S. or maybe a pound, you'll find that it's just paper or plastic with writing on it. And so the writing is what makes it valuable. It's not necessarily uh, what you put it on. And, yeah, you're going to have, uh, in the case of Bitcoins, you're going to have public and private keys that allow you to access the database. In the case of CloudCoin, you will actually have maybe JPEG files or text files that have all these codes in it. And um, so that's what you get. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Okay, so the great thing about cash is that it has a certain portability. I can put money in my wallet or I have my debit card uh, or my visa or a checkbook. I guess people still write checks. I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you can go some, you can jump in the car and you can drive to the grocery store and you can give them money and then take away your groceries. Uh, how do I, how do I, how do transactions work then with digital currency? Not buying the currency, so, uh, but I mean actually spending it, buying things with it. Well, with Bitcoin, it's a strange, and with cryptocurrencies, it's kind of a strange system. And I can liken it to the island of Yap. And so the uh, island of Yap is a island in the Pacific Ocean. It was one of the last islands to be discovered by Europeans. And when the sailors got there, they noticed that there was a very interesting monetary system that the island, uh, the, the Yapians had. And basically, they had this village square and in the village square there was all of these raised platforms one for every family and every time that there was a transaction they would roll these big round stones from one platform to another platform and that showed who had the money it was out in the public everybody could see who had money by just looking at their raised platform and this is basically the same system as a public ledger this is exactly how the bitcoin works You've got this uh, database that everybody can look at and, and they can see who owns what and we just move money around. So if I want to buy something from you with Bitcoin, I'm going to talk to my database on my computer. I'm going to use my public and private keys to decrypt things and then that uh, my computer is going to talk to other computers and they're going to talk to other computers and after they talk to about 7,000 different computers, we have convergence and synchronization, and then the whole system will agree that if there's no conflicts, that I, in fact, made that purchase and the transaction will be finalized. Unfortunately, that process can take many hours. Uh, it has taken as many as uh, 20 hours with Bitcoin. With something like CloudCoin, uh, we have got a file. I give it to you. Uh, now you have it. You want it. Pwn it. We, and a pwn is a new word that we invented. And it means password own. And so you've got to talk to the rate and change all the passwords. That takes about two seconds. And then you're the owner of the money. Okay. So then you have to find organizations, institutions, businesses that are willing to accept a digital currency. And clearly we're not there yet. And so we are certainly on our way there. Right now, when we use debit cards, we're using uh, what's called referenced money. There's supposed to be some kind of money in a vault somewhere that references the zeros and ones that are on our debit cards. And so we're used to swiping those and putting in pin numbers. And uh, it's, it's a very small step to uh, go to digital currency – so long as it's easy to use. And it just so happens that Bitcoin is very difficult to use. It takes a long time to get it set up and uh, it takes uh, a long time to to use it in retail uses. But something like CloudCoin, uh, you don't have to log in or, or sign up for anything. You can just get it. 
And so in theory, something like CloudCoin should be very popular, easy to use, and uh, I think that we're going to see it used widespread. The only thing is is that there is a rule, and that is that you're only going to take a cloud coin if you know that you can get something from it, You know you, that you can liquidate it, and hopefully very quickly, instantaneously even. And so the, the uh, digital currencies have to be liquid in order to be functional. What does that mean? Uh, li- they have to be liquid. They have to be transferable into into the old fashioned kind of money. Well, uh, suppose that I gave you some cloud coins for your some service, and you said, "No, I don't want to take cloud coins. That sounds stupid." But I said, "Look, uh, you just go to this website. You drag and drop your cloud coins there, and you have dollars in your bank. Then you would you might say, okay, 'Okay, I'll risk it. You might try it.'" And you then turn them into dollars, and you realize that you can turn cloud coins into dollars at any time that you want to. And then suddenly you start just keeping them. And you don't want dollars because cloud coins are a lot more functional. You can buy and sell things over the Internet day and night, just like you're paying with cash. And you can avoid all the taxes, all of the bank fees, all of the tariffs, all of the rules and everything. And you can do it completely private without having – uh, your bank statements show it up and you know show what you buy and sell. And so in theory, CloudCoin, we believe, is the most perfect currency. You'd rather have it. The only thing is you have to pay your rent, and so you need to be able to exchange that really quickly. And once uh, CloudCoin doesn't actually have an exchange, Bitcoin does. The exchanges are highly regulated, and they're, uh, they actually the IRS has – in America has been able to get in there and see who's making money at those. But um, with CloudCoin, we're working on peer-to-peer exchanges that can happen very quickly and very anonymously. And we think that once we get these set up, that it's going to make it very uh, interesting for people that would not normally use them to, to actually use them. So what you're saying with Bitcoin is it's not it's no longer really a cryptocurrency in the sense that it's sort of off the grid. Maybe I'm misunderstanding the term crypto, but to me, crypto is sort of hidden. And and if it's if it's being now regulated and then therefore taxed, digital uh, or rather Bitcoin is is no longer fulfilling, I guess, what its promise was, but you're saying CloudCoin, because it's peer-to-peer, it's truly crypto, uh, it can't be, what should I say, intercepted, regulated, hacked by the government, therefore it can't be taxed. Is that is that the right idea? <clears throat> well, we can have an, an entire economy just based on Bitcoin. But whenever you want to exchange Bitcoin for dollars, for example, that's when you get into legal trouble with the government. Because, for example, there was a guy who um, had a website. It's called Local Bitcoins. And he would meet with people and they would give him $3,000 cash or $10,000 cash. And then he would give them Bitcoins. And that's actually against American law because uh, of these rules that have to do with money laundering. And so that kind of exchange breaks American law. 
And uh, if you want to set up an exchange, a currency exchange in America, you've got a huge amount of laws to deal with, including that you have to get permission from 50 states. I mean, it's crazy. So you can't, it, you say, you're not saying you can't buy Bitcoin in the United States. You're just saying it has, you can't buy it from someone within the United States. It has to, it would have to be purchased, what, online, overseas, in a foreign country? Well, I'm just saying that uh, all of the exchanges are regulated. And so the government controls these exchanges, except for the peer-to-peer exchange that, that they have that is the, uh, that is the uh, uh, local bitcoins. Okay, so with with your digital currency, CloudCoin, you would circumvent the government if you were to buy and sell and invoice uh, using CloudCoins. There'd be no tax. Well, you know, we're trying to do everything legal and, you know, there might be taxes due. But with the level of privacy that we have, uh, certainly it, it would be possible for somebody to get away with not paying taxes. Right. I could see how this is of grave concern to governments who, uh, let's face it, that we have this huge permanent a bureaucracy, not only in the United States, but also in Canada. That is the nature of this synthetic beast. It just grows and grows and grows, and the monster must be fed. And so they've got this, you know, they've got their vacuum hose in our back pocket. Uh, and this is sustaining, you know, millions of people. A friend of mine calls it the pyramid of extortion. <laughs> These people yes. that... So... Uh, this is an this is an existential threat to 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 their existence. I mean, they must look at you with grave concern. Absolutely, I would think that I would be the status' worst nightmare. And in fact, you know, uh, in order to basically do what I'm doing, and that is to promote this currency, is to declare war against these governments. And you have to be like I'm a I'm a completely libertarian. I'm as close to an anarchist as you can get without actually being an anarchist. You have to believe in freedom. You have to believe in liberty, and you have to believe that we're all going to be better off if we all have to put in an honest day's work. And if we don't, at least that we get our money from charities who are making sure that we're not just a bunch of laggards. You know that we're actually deserve some kind of handouts. Uh, because this thing, I believe, is going to free people from the grip of government. It's going to cause currencies like the dollar, the U.S. dollar and the Canadian dollar that uh, have had a monopoly to lose their shine and probably experience a lot more inflation. And so I could imagine that the government employees that are paid with these dollars, they're not going to be so well off as private sector people that are dealing and getting paid and working in digital currencies and that this is going to undermine their attempts to collect taxes and it's going to undermine all of the government programs, all the war machines, all of this uh, statist stuff that I think is putting a big burden on uh, you know everybody, and especially single men. 
I think it's it really screws them. And I think that uh, digital currencies are going to totally change the game. And it's going to, like you said, anger a lot of people. They're going to try to stop it. And so in order for this to work, we really have to have a system that the government cannot stop. And so that's what we've been designing. Now, I'm certainly not an anarchist. I I have certain traits, I suppose, in common with a libertarian. Um, I do believe in the nation state. I believe it's the institution that's best equipped to to guarantee personal liberty. And I also believe that one of the things that the nation state should take care of is provide for the common defense. So there has to be, I mean, I don't want the, I don't want to cut the nation state off at the knees in terms of their funding entirely. I'd like to see much, I would like to see certainly very limited government. I want them to build the bridges and I was going to say deliver the mail, but that's a bit of an anachronism. Uh, But, but surely we, um, I, su- I suppose there there could still there could still be a consumption tax, uh, but what what the, what the cryptocurrency would would get rid of would be income tax, right? Yeah, I mean this is not really a a new thing. We have had for thousands of years the use of gold and silver exclusively, and uh, that of course is one hundred percent private. And, uh, you know, that, that is something that's very difficult to tax as well. Uh, the problem that we're having now, of course, is the income tax and the fact that everybody is tracking everything and, and telling the government about it. And so that is, a, a, that is a, a new power that the government has, along with all of the digital systems that we have. It's possible for us to have something called blockchain socialism. And that is where, in fact, they're doing this in China right now. They got a digital currency that every time you buy something, it actually records your GPS location, and it records what you bought, and how much of it, and where you you know where you bought it, who from, and uh, you know this this is the exact opposite of what we want. Uh, as far as the common defense. You know, we can have a common defense like I believe America has had in the past, and that is that we don't have necessarily standing armies. We have armies that are ready to go when it's time, and not every time that there's a, you know, we don't have all these little uh, uh, military skirmishes constantly, which is bad for foreign policy, I believe, and also bad for our budgets. And so we can we can certainly cut down the military expenditures. And, you know, during World War II, when we really had a tough war to fight, we had bonds. We had war bonds. And that was a situation in which, uh, you know, the American dollar, at least, was based on gold and silver. And the war bonds worked just fine. And I think that we can have that again. The problem is is that during the uh, 70s, we started having the Vietnam War, and we started fighting it with money that we we're just printing up and that caused great inflation which did a lot of damage and so the government right now or the governments they can steal basically money put it into the military industrial complex and it's uh, there's no war going on and so we you know we want to be able to defend ourselves but we don't want a lot of people getting our wealth who don't deserve it
You know what occurs to me when I think of crypto, as in cryptocurrency, I think of secret or hidden. And when I think of hidden, I think of hidden intelligence. Did you know your dog has hidden intelligence? Now, wouldn't it be great to be able to tap into your dog's hidden intelligence and bring out the obedient, well-behaved, loving dog of your dreams? It's totally doable. A woman named Adrian Ferricelli, a professional certified dog trainer, has helped hundreds of dog owners train their dogs to be well-behaved, obedient, loving pets by bringing out the hidden intelligence inside the dogs. You can quickly eliminate any behavioral problem your dog has, no matter how badly you think it's ingrained and no matter what kind of dog you have. The science behind this is simple. You may have heard of neuroplasticity in the human brain. That allows our brains to learn new behaviors. Well, your dog's brain has the same plasticity. And with the right mental stimulation that Adrian teaches, any dog's brain will become more open and receptive to learning new information. Your dog will listen to you and understand what you want it to do. And when this happens, bad behaviors simply fade away as more desirable ones appear in their place. So, if you want to check out this remarkable dog training system, just visit realbusinessbargains.com. That's realbusinessbargains.com. Realbusinessbargains.com. The truth goes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. Then, it is violently opposed. Finally, it is accepted as self-evident. Let me just read that again, what that means. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Sean Worthington, the creator of CloudCoin, the world's first cloud-based currency, is here. You mentioned the, the flip side of digital currency, and this is where the the government control. So there is, this is the, the move to cashless society, which brings up certain passages in the Bible and the mark of the beast. And we don't have to get in all of that, but I know, I think, I know, I know, you know where I'm going with that, but, but that's the one path that we could be staring at or confronted Absolutely. with, uh, yeah. if we allow governments to control digital currency. But if we go the path that you're suggesting, basically the government gets locked out and that really restores a proper order because the government is supposed to fear us. That's called democracy. When it works the other way around, that's called tyranny. Absolutely. And it affects every part of our culture and society, including our families, including our churches, our religions. And, uh, you know, there's, there's no need to be married if you can be married to the state. And there's no need to have a religion if you're going to worship the government. <laughs> a lot, you know, a lot of what religion did is it made it so that we didn't need government because people would follow the religious practices, which would make them do the right thing. They wouldn't commit crimes. They would be good people. And now, of course, we have the government that is uh, basically. Uh, managing all of that and uh you know we look at venezuela venezuela is a communist state now and they just issued a cryptocurrency which they call the petro money they, they say that it's referenced or it's that it's tied to their oil but really it's that's just a, a lie uh, president trump actually said or made it by ex executive order he said that you that americans were not allowed to invest in it and for good reason, it's just a big scam to rip off people, I believe. And um, uh, they, again, they can issue numbers to everybody. That's your account number. And you can then buy and sell, and, and they would know exactly how much money you have, who you're buying and selling with. 
and they could even put in algorithms that automatically redistribute wealth from you, give it to people that don't deserve to have that money. And that's just going to skew everything and, and cause the same kind of problems that socialism always does, and that is that the hard workers are disincentivized to work because they lose their value or their money, and the people who are laggards, well, they even become more laggards because they get the money for free. So why should they do anything? A hundred percent. Yes, it, it works that way every single time without fail throughout history, and yet we still keep <laughs> occasionally experimenting. You know, um, you know, I, I wanted to get into then more specifics about cloud coin. So if I want to buy a, a cloud coin, uh, how do I do that? What, what does it cost? And then what do I do with it? And so to buy a cloud coin, the uh, easiest thing to do is just Google buy cloud coins. However, Richard, I have set up a website and it's called radatheory.com. And it's just for your listeners, by the way, oh. and makes it very easy for them to purchase. Unfortunately, it uh, it only works with American checks. So if you want to buy, you know, I'll probably try to put some links. I'll put some links on there for other places to buy. But um, all you do is you just use PayPal or Visa or, or whatever uh, or checks and and uh, once you do that then you'll receive an email later on with your cloud coins and with some systems it happens live where you just pay and then you get your coins immediately but uh, basically cloud coins are spent into existence and that means that we have administrators and uh, programmers who earn them and then they turn around and sell them companies like Visa and PayPal make it illegal for their, I shouldn't say illegal, but uh, against their rules for their users to purchase digital currencies with them. And so if they find out that somebody's buying or selling uh, cloud coins or other digital currency with their systems, they will perhaps even ban that person from being able to use their system. And so, but we do have a check cashier that is perfectly fine with it. And quite often we just have to kind of hide what we're doing. And so you might be making a donation to a company that's into privacy, but you're actually buying cloud coins. All right. And because that is something else. Uh, well, so Ray, it's radatheory.com. How do you spell it? And so it's Rada, which is our redundant array of independent detection agents. And that's spelled R-A-I-D-A. R-A-I-D-A theory.com. That's right. Radatheory.com. R-A-I-D-A theory.com. So people go there. They, they, they buy a Bitcoin or 10 Bitcoins or 1,000 Bitcoins. What is a bit? Or, sorry, not a Bitcoin. My apologies. They buy a cloud coin. How much is a cloud coin, a single cloud coin? Well, at that price, they actually are buying into the educational kit. And they get a copy of my book, which I just uh, published, The Secrets of Money. And this is my new theory. So uh, that's I think that's going to be very valuable for them. They also get some software to change all the passwords. And they get educational videos on how to use that software. But then they can also buy cloud coins. Each cloud coin is $0.03. Cents. And this is a, like an introduction rate. And so you're not. that's a really good price. And you're probably not going to be able to find it anywhere else. And how many cloud coins can you buy for three uh, for uh, at that price for three at three cents? 
<clears throat> so uh, with this, it's pretty much there's uh, there's not much limit to it. I mean, if they tried to buy ten thousand dollars worth, I might have to <laughs> uh, you know look and make sure I've got that amount. Right. But uh, <clears throat> it, it's pretty uh, it's pretty op- open and generous. I think that on the website we we put a max maximum at five hundred dollars worth. But I think that we could probably go over that. Okay, so they go to rateatheory.com. They buy cloud coins at three cents a coin. They get your your book, Secrets of Money. Is that an e-book or is that uh, an actual physical book? So that's an e-book, and it's actually the title is Beyond Bitcoin, The Future of Digital Currency. But it's got my theory of perfect money in there. And that is something that's, I think, brand new to civilization. And uh, if you ever wondered about what money is and how it works, that theory explains it. All right. And then once I have, let's say I have $500 worth of cloud coins. First of all, how is the value established? Why is a cloud coin available at $0.03? And yet, what is a Bitcoin going for now? Over 10000 Yeah, Bitcoin, last time I checked, it was about 10000 per Bitcoin. And so uh, why... You know, what sets the price? Well, it's supply and demand. And uh, we need something called price discovery. And so in order to discover the price, you need a market. You need to have an exchange in which people are buying and selling, and they can figure out what the price is. Unfortunately, CloudCoin is not on any major exchanges right now. It's a brand-new currency. It's It's been in existence for a year, and we're right now building the exchanges, and so uh, you, you pretty much have to shop around. And so if you Google buy CloudCoin, you'll find some links to different places that are selling it. And you got to look, and there's quite a big difference of the prices. Some people are selling them for $0.10 cents each. Some people are selling for $0.05 cents each. And so there's uh, we don't have a, a good market yet to discover the price. All right, because you're, you're, just, you're young and you're launching it. Now, when you started this company, uh, to 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 create this new currency, you paid your employees in cloud coins, correct? Yeah, and I would tell you that it's not actually a company; it's a project. A project, okay. We have uh, consortium members. We have a consortium, so we have lots of different businesses that are from all around the world. And we didn't go out and try to. There's something called an ICO, initial coin offering, and this is where people that create cryptocurrencies try to raise a whole bunch of money. They raise hundreds of millions of dollars doing this. But uh, we did not do that. And the reason why is because we figured that CloudCoin is a money, and if it's a money, then we should be able to just spend it. And, uh, in fact, we did. And so we've got hundreds of people around the world that work for CloudCoins exclusively. There are some people that we just hired that uh, want dollars, but uh, most of our people are very happy with CloudCoins. Has that ever been done before in history, to your knowledge? Well, uh, yeah, Bitcoin did it. And so uh, they did not have any kind of upfront raise. And uh, there there probably are some other cryptos that I don't know about. But, no, it's very rare. And so we might be only the second after Bitcoin to do that. So let's say, again, I go back to CloudCoin and I buy $500 worth of CloudCoin. Uh, and then let's say the value of a cloud coin goes from three cents to three dollars. If I wanted then to cash out, would I get fifteen hundred dollars? 
So in theory, yes. And it all depends on, you know, I, I mean, I've given uh, some of our employees cloud coins for a, basically at one cent in comparison to the dollar, and they've turned around and sold them for two dollars. And so, you know, you can sell them for as much as you want. Uh, once we get an exchange, though, it'll become very, uh, very uh, <clears throat> easy to understand what the price is. Right. And we are working on exchanges. We have something called Cloudcoin Dot Exchange, and this is a place where people are meeting peer to peer, and we're getting ready to have this whole automated system that allow people to plug in their software and advertise their coins. This is probably going to take two or three months to make happen. But, uh, uh, you know, once we get an exchange, then it's going to be very easy to figure out what the price is and to be able to buy and sell. We also expect to have a lot of investors because we really don't target investors and because we don't want a bunch of whiny people complaining that we're not doing enough work or something, you know, to make the value go up. Uh, we're very interested in liberty, and we think that uh, after we get all the technology right and working, then we'll start telling people about it, and we'll start marketing. And once you do start marketing, and there there is a market for CloudCoin, uh, how soon? I mean, I, I, this is a difficult. This is speculation, I guess, or maybe you know you have figured this out. How how soon before you think it could be in fairly wide use where I could I could buy and sell? Uh, using CloudCoin. Well, we're making the SDKs that makes it make it possible for you to just plug in the code into your website or accept um, CloudCoins via email. And so that stuff is happening Happening, and in the next year we'll probably be done with it. Uh, CloudCoin, I believe, is the world's most perfect currency that's ever been, and I believe it should dominate all other currencies. However, like all technologies that follows this S-curve in which you've got this slow period in which there's early adopters, and then at some point it starts really taking off. And what we've seen from other coins is that takes about two years for that to happen. Then you're going to see uh, mainstream adoption, and then you're going to have holdouts, and those people, you know, 20 years from now, they're probably still not going to be using CloudCoin. Uh, but uh, so if it follows the typical technology I think that we'll start to see some real traction in about a year, and then uh, uh, about five years out, we'll see some major adoption. Okay, so again, let's direct people to the website. If they're interested in uh, in getting in on CloudCoin, they go to radatheory.com, R-A-I-D-A-E, theory.com, and Sean has been kind enough to create this uh, website just for the listeners of Conspiracy Unlimited. You go there and you have to write a check, but you get. So, what what is the minimum in order to buy the ebook? What what does that cost? And so, the minimum is eleven dollars and thirty one cents, and that gives you the ebook and the videos and the software, and you also get one of each denomination. And so, you can play with it and experiment with it. And really, it's not designed to be an investor's kit or something. You know, don't go there expecting to get rich. You want to go there uh, to learn about this new technology and uh, to have some fun with it. 
and it's just an easy way for you to get involved so much easier than Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies. Right. And, and uh, the ebook, uh, well, it's an ebook, the video that's, is that, is that also, um, you don't get a, you don't get a DVD in the mail. You get it, you get it delivered to your desktop, correct? That's right. Excellent. Rada, R-A-I-D-A theory.com. Well, this is, um, disruptive to say the least. Are you are you worried at all that the the government, the state, the heavy hand of the state might come down on you? I mean, some some countries have banned cryptocurrency. Didn't South Korea ban Bitcoin? You know, they were they said that they were, but there was such a popular uprising that they changed their mind. Ah, not that anymore. So, I mean, everybody needs money, and uh, when Bitcoin was created, it was created by a person who did not want to reveal his identity. And when I uh, decided, when I got this idea, I realized this is going to be really disruptive. And do I want to uh, put myself in the firing line where, you know, I could get attacked by the government, I could be put in jail, I could uh, lose contact with my family. And I decided that this was something that's so important that I'll just buy extra life insurance and you know, buckle things down and make it so that if something happens to me, the project still goes. And so my biggest defense is, is that if the government takes me out or if some hackers take me out or somebody takes me out, it's not going to matter. The whole project's still going to go. And so that will disincentivize anybody from trying to attack them. Well, uh, Godspeed. Uh, God bless you. And... Um We'll be in touch, I'm sure. So again, RadaTheory.com, R-A-I-D-A Theory.com. And uh, Sean Worthington, the creator of CloudCoin, uh, with us. And if you want to uh, purchase the ebook, which is uh, all about the secrets of money, Beyond Bitcoin, it's called. And you receive that ebook plus a video delivered to your desktop and uh, a CloudCoin. All for $11.31. You have to write a check. Go to rateatheory.com. Sean, thank you so much for this. Great to speak with you again. Well, thank you very much for having us. Good talking to you. All the best. Bye-bye. Before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'm going to tell you what's coming up on episode 63 of Conspiracy Unlimited. Before that, if you have a hectic schedule like I do, work, family responsibilities, and, and you find your energy is starting to wane, then I encourage you to check out Life Extension's Mega Green Tea Extract. Life Extension's Mega Green Tea Extract provides powerful antioxidant effects throughout the body. It contains health-promoting polyphenols, and it's been the subject of extensive scientific research. Why don't you pour on these multiple health benefits for yourself? Green tea is a powerful antioxidant, and it supports cell membrane integrity, boosts liver detoxification, enhances immune function, and helps maintain healthy blood cholesterol, LDL, and triglyceride levels, and much more. Life Extension's Mega Green Tea Extract is decaffeinated, yet it contains more polyphenols in one capsule than seven cups of green tea. The Chinese have used green tea for therapeutic purposes since 2000 BC. More recently, a volume of published scientific findings attest to its multiple health benefits. One capsule a day of mega green tea extract is all you need. Give your body what it needs. Order right now from Life Extension and save 25%. Just go to smartclickidea.com. That's smartclickidea.com. smartclickidea.com. Coming up on the next episode of Conspiracy Unlimited, anti-gravitics, UFO propulsion systems, and free energy. Until next time, 
I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting.